Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. What is going on, everybody? We are back to our World Scams series here. Um, This is going to be the last one of this small micro series. And we're going to be talking about Sao Paulo, Brazil. So first off, just like the other ones, um, we've done a couple, uh, actually the largest uh, cities in the world. We've done the top largest cities that have been visited by um, just a ton of people over, well, forever. So... What we wanted to do is finish off this top five with Sao Paulo here. Um, It was actually one of those cities that I didn't know much about. And, uh, you know, I've done, we've done Delhi, we've done Tokyo, uh, cities that most people are pretty familiar with. But uh, I feel like Sao Paulo wasn't one of them. I didn't even know it was as big as it was. Um, You know, when you talk about Brazil, you don't talk about Sao Paulo, you talk about Rio de Janeiro, Corcovado, you know, these these uh, known cities that are in movies and stuff, but Sao Paulo doesn't seem like it. So Sao Paulo is the capital of Brazil's largest state, also called Sao Paulo. So Sao Paulo has the most people, 41 million people, but it is not the capital of Brazil. So I don't want to be confused with that. Uh, it's just part, it's just capital of the, the largest state of Brazil. So the city is known for its large helicopter fleet, wet weather, gastronomy, and skyscrapers. Um, it also hosted uh, the 1950 and 2014 FIFA World Cup, which um, I didn't even know that. So that's, you know, crazy to me. All right, so Sao Paulo is uh, ranked among the top 10 most populous cities in the world. It is Brazil's largest urban area, which is bigger than Rio de Janeiro. The city has numerous cultural institutions and a rich architectural tradition. So there's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of modern meets ancient. You'll find that a lot of these cities, that's the the direction of a lot of them. So the buildings in the city are a mix of neo-Gothic cathedral and the 1929 Martinelli skyscraper to the modernist curvy uh, Edificio Copen. So uh, let's just go through some of the facts of the city. I'm not going to go through all of them because there's a lot. Okay, big cities bring big facts. And I'm just going to go through a little bit of them. So uh, Sao Paulo was founded in 1554 by two priests, Manuel de Nobrega and Jose de Archieta, who uh, were on a mission to convert the... Um, after pronouncing those, geez, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pronounce this one. That's Peratininga natives to uh, Catholic religion. So apparently the uh, Peratininga... Jeez. All right, so apparently they were the natives to the area. So in 1560, the P word grew uh, to a a village where people started moving to the region. So it grew from a poor village to a city in 1711 when the city started, sorry, when the locals started growing sugarcane in the provinces, which is that cash crop. So then that's why you start to see a lot of this uptick because with that, comes a lot of, uh, you know, people coming to the area, a lot of trade wanting to be done with the area. So the 20th century saw a boom of factories and the arrival of immigrants who moved to work there. The mega city is now the city of commerce or the center of commerce and technology in Latin America. So today, San Paulo is, or Sao Paulo, sorry, I keep saying San, is a center of commerce 
services and technology, and some people consider it the most important Latin si- American city. So that's cool. You know, one thing that I didn't know about uh, Brazil was that this city existed, and now that I know that it's the most um, important Latin American city. So um, let's go on and look at some iconic landmarks. Why do people come here? Why is it the most visited? Why is it the most populated? So an iconic landmark in Sao Paulo is one of the greatest Sorry, one of the greatest landmarks in Sao Paulo is the Municipal Theater of Sao Paulo. So look that up if you get the chance. Uh, The architecture and historical value of the building is super significant to the Modern Art Week show uh, of 1922 that revolutionized art in the entire country of Brazil. So it now hosts the Sao Paulo Paulo, uh, Municipal Symphonic Orchestra. That sounds weird. Municipal Symphonic Orchestra. It's like a government orchestra. Is that what I'm getting at? So... The Lyric Choir and the City Ballet of Sao Paulo. So it looks like it's pretty uh, ubiquitous. So here's another big thing is the largest coffee plantation. So Sao Paulo has one of the largest coffee plantations in the country. The Biological Institute uh, in Villa Marina has over 1,500 coffee plants. Uh, the state hosts a Taste of the Harvest event during the beginning of the coffee, coffee harvest, uh, harvest. Okay, we know Brazilian coffee is delicious, so it's not surprising. Uh, Brazil has been producing a third of all coffee globally for the past 150 years. Coffee was first grown in the country in 18th century. So we talked about the helicopters. What's up with that? So apparently they're famous for their helicopters. It is common to hear whirring helicopters every few minutes in Sao Paulo. So the city has more than 200 helipads on its tall buildings with over 500 registered helicopters. Boy, oh boy, that's a lot. There are at least 700 flights per day in the city. This mode of transportation is used mainly by the opulent in the city to avoid crazy traffic in the streets down below because a lot of people, obviously, with when there's a lot of people, there's a lot of traffic. So the let's do one more of these. So there's an exclusive sumo hymnasium. Okay. The city has the only gymnasium exclusively used for sumo sports outside of Japan, located in Bom Retiro. This sport has been practiced in Sao Paulo since the 80s. In 2011, the wrestlers were allocated to the special gymnasium for practice and competitions. That is very interesting. That is a, that's definitely one of the uh, top facts there. All right, so let's talk about very specific scams, tourist scams, uh, within the Sao Paulo region, or city, I guess. Um, because I do want to talk about some of the other ones that are just kind of general to Brazil because there's not that many uh, that are at least known or have been found out or, you know, that just aren't a repeat of a lot of the other ones that I've done. So tourist scams are really the only negative side of traveling, obviously with the expensive uh, expenses being there too. But it's unfortunate the, uh, that just amazing destinations um, that come around, uh, just people want to bring it down and they want to, they want to make a quick buck maybe so they can go on a vacation. Okay. But, uh, you, uh, oh, this was actually something that I was reading about. So there's a documentary on Netflix called scam city. I don't know if it's still on there, but I'm sure you can find it online, whether it's YouTube or whatnot, but uh, this guy would go around and put himself basically in the shoes of a, somebody getting scammed with the intent, so then you get to see all these scams, uh, for you know, just face forward, just uh, and then see how you can react to them. And then um, after it's been done on them, like he would obviously lose money, he'd have some fall money in order to get into these scams as deep as possible. So look that up. That's really interesting. I forgot about that show completely. Okay, so 
All right, let's talk about some of these scams. The pitcher scam, okay? One popular scam in Sao Paulo, uh, Brazil, is when a local asks you to take their picture, okay? They hand you their camera and ask you to take their picture. Upon returning the camera, they purposely drop it and blame you for breaking their camera, demanding you pay them. Just refuse to take anyone's picture unless you're 100% sure that they're not locals. That's a good way to get around. That's a good way to thumb. I just think about it. how lucrative is this? Um, like if you're breaking a camera uh, so often, I feel like it has to be kind of a shoddy one to where it's not very expensive and you know that. Um, but I guess that's probably another telltale, saw, uh, say, telltale sign is what are they having you take a picture with? Is it a phone? Is it whatever? So... Just refuse probably to take anyone's pictures um, unless you're doing like a quid pro quo, like they're going to take a picture for you, you're going to take a picture for them kind of thing. That's always nice. That's a, a good trade of services. All right. So next up, this one's pretty common. We've talked about this. So uh, taxis overcharging. But it's good to reiterate because a lot of people fall for these. So when Uber and its alternatives are not available in a destination, you must use taxis. Okay. So Sao Paulo, Brazil is no different. Whenever you hop into a taxi in Sao Paulo, make sure you ask them to turn on the meter. Some of them won't. And then they'll do that, um, fixed fee, uh, without the meter. And then there's really no way around it. Um, it's pretty hard to negotiate your way out of that one. I mean, it's been done, but, uh, I wouldn't just put yourself in that situation. So it's recommended to map out your journey prior to entering the taxi. So you have an idea of how long the trip is and what it should cost, which uh, brings me to, um, if you guys are interested in an app that does that for you, um, look up the Fair is Fair app on Google Play as of now. It's actually through this podcast. It's uh, F-A-R-E is F-A-I-R. And this um, this app will help you map out your destination and give you an estimated fare and then also the local waiting fees and starting fees. Just a little plug that I wanted to throw in there so you guys uh, don't get scammed out of your hard-earned money. So that's a really good thing is just to cross-reference it with Google Maps or um, you know the app itself. So here's another one is the friendly ATM helper. Uh, basically, rule of thumb, if somebody's being too friendly they want something out of you. I mean, it sounds like such a nihilistic point of view, but it's it's more true than not. So somebody approaches you at an ATM cash machine, which is very um, common because I would always recommend when you're going, uh, going around, make sure you go to a ATM uh, because you get the local... Uh, you get the local currency without all the bank fees of you know conversion and all that stuff. So make sure you get money out of the local ATM. Uh, but with that, uh, a lot of people know that, and then they're going to try to help you, liber- or help you liberate some of your money. So they're gonna try to attack you where, where you're most vulnerable. So their uh, true intention is to scan your debit or credit card with their card skimmer uh, in their pocket and watch you enter your PIN number, so they can drain your bank account later. So. No nosy Nelly should be present during your, uh, you know, ATMs are like cameras, you know, they're always the same pretty much. Uh, and they've always got an English option. I've never seen one without one. So another version of this popular scam is when your card has trouble at an ATM machine and they approach and want to help uh, sort it out. Make sure you always cover your number pad with your other hand while entering your pin code. This is pretty much a rule of thumb, I would say. Um, you know, sometimes they'll put little rubber things around it so people can't see it, but um, just make sure nobody's helping you out. I mean, unless they're a bank employee, uh, possibly, 
maybe have them help you out. But other than that, it seems like uh, you're setting yourself up for something, something not good. All right. So friendly bar friends. Okay. If hooking up is part of your plans while visiting Sao Paulo, Brazil, be aware of the following scam. So two friendly girls or guys will make small talk and lead you to believe that they, uh, there is a mutual interest. Okay. They, they, they will then suggest to go for a drink and will invite you to join them at a bar nearby, which they are partners with. Okay. After a couple shots, you'll end up paying five to 10 times more. Basically they just, they were the honey pot and led you over and they were doing advertising. And then now you're paying five to 10 times more. What is already probably an exuberant amount of money for very, very basic drinks. So they will offer to chip in a small amount, but if you don't pay up, you'll be escorted by the bar bodyguards to an ATM to withdraw enough cash to pay the bill. In order to avoid falling for this tourist scam in Sao Paulo, there are a few things you can do. First, you can suggest the bar, okay? So if you know, you're know you talking with these people, how about you suggest a bar that they don't suggest? Say, hey, I, I, I was at this bar, really, really awesome bar over there. How about we go there? And if they're not interested and they just move on to the next target, there you go. You've got the answer. So make sure you ask the bar, uh, ask for the bar menu when you arrive anywhere. Don't ever just be like, yeah, give me one of these because unless there's a set price, they are going to probably overcharge you. So the next one's kind of a funny one is the bird poop scam. So while walking the streets of Sao Paulo, someone throws a bit of white paste on your shoulder. So your natural uh, intention is to look up thinking it was bird poop. Suddenly a friendly local offers to help clean you up. All this while cussing at the birds for creating such a mess. While they help clean up, they'll also pickpocket you. So yeah, unless an emergency, uh, kindly refuse any help from locals who rush over to assist you, keep all your possessions hidden away, ideally money cards in an internal pocket. So that's always nice is to either have a decoy pocket if you're really, you know, getting digging into it or, you know, put it in an internal pocket, whether that's in your jacket, depending on what time of the season or um, your front pockets. And I also would suggest wearing maybe a little tighter pants, loose pants, they are the ones that people are going to try to get into because it's a lot easier to scam you that way. So next up, uh, guessing game scam. So while walking the streets of Sao Paulo, Brazil, you see a man with three boxes and he has a group of people around him trying to guess in which box uh, the ball is placed. One of the people in the group guesses the correct answer and the man hands him money as a prize. They do this again with another member of the group with the same reaction. So the commotion attracts more and more people to come and see this generous street performer. Then an innocent bystander from the crowd is asked to guess. While concentrated and focused on where the ball is, the members in the group quickly pickpocket them for any valuables. Also, um, we know that that uh, is also placed in there. Like any of the winners have been predetermined and that is just a cut or whatever, fall money. So that's also important is just don't get caught up in any like guessing games on the street. It's just, it's not really worth it. I would say like, if you're looking to gamble, go into a casino, I guess, like let them take your money, not the people on the street. (laughs) They've got a license for it. All right. So we're going to talk about some of the other scams that, uh, just plague Brazil in general. So I wanted to go over some of these. Some of these are really interesting and they, I haven't seen them in a lot of other places. So the stolen bag in five seconds is really big. You've seen videos in uh, Rio and a lot of the other places of Brazil. They literally just come by. Somebody will shoulder check you. You turn around and then you open up kind of your arm if you have a bag. And then somebody comes by and takes that bag immediately from you. 
and disappears into the crowd. So that's a way to get your bag stolen in five seconds. I would just say don't have a bag, or if you do have a bag, put it in your front and tie that sucker on so nobody can take it away. And again, they can slash it away too. So that's also uh, something you should look at too is cut free. Uh, Some of them are very hard to cut. So next up is the fake police arrest, okay? You are having the time of your life in Brazil. Okay, you're walking down the street when suddenly you find yourself being stopped by the Brazilian police. Okay, you ask for the reason, and the officer tells you it's for having counterfeit bills. They check your wallet and pockets, and truth is, you really do have fake banknotes. How did that happen? Okay, this is an organized scam. The street market vendor you just bought souvenirs from five minutes ago gave you to them on purpose as change. Then he told his friends, who are posing as cops. Now they're arresting you, saying the only way is to give them some cash, despite it being all fake, apparently. Okay, so scenario two, this one is the more dangerous and could get you in a lot more trouble. Let's say you made some local friends and have a heck of a party the night before, just like uh, only Brazil offers, okay? At the end of the evening, one of your newly made local friends gives you a gift of marijuana or some other illegal drug. Don't be surprised if on your way to the hotel, you're being stopped by a police officer, either fake or real. The officer was informed right away about the carrying drugs and will still take cash in this situation. But it'll probably be me uh, substantially more money. So these have happened at a lot of the places: Rio de Janeiro, Sao Paulo, Porto Alegre, Belo Horizonte. Yeah, I'm butchering a lot of these names, but you get it. All right, so let's look at some of these other ones. The the beach massage, okay? The bum bum cream trick is what it's called. So there's no shortage of massage ladies um, in a lot of these beach areas. Sometimes they'd walk along the beach in pairs promoting a massage with the famous bum bum cream, okay? Although many people don't know what that is, but it sounds interesting, uh, they give the go ahead. How the scam works is after you agree with one of the ladies on a price, you turn and lay down. You close your eyes, listen to the ocean waves, and enjoy the massage. When done, the two ladies are asking for the same price each, as the second girl probably touched you just a few times, mostly uh, like massaging your legs. Negotiate all the terms before, including paying only one of them. You could also consider the professional massage sessions that are being held on the beach as well. So that's just the, you know, you do what you got to do, but um, definitely always talk about prices before. I think we've just talked about that in something else. So make sure that's a really, really uh, important thing that you do is make sure you always know what the price is before you do something. So this is going to be the last one, and it's the patio pickpocketing, a.k.a. the key-tossing scam. So this is a scam that happens mostly in neighborhoods where sidewalks are crammed with patios and coffee shops, okay? You're sitting at a table inside a street really enjoying the vibrant atmosphere of whatever city you are in, okay? So people pass you by, and everyone is super friendly. While you're sipping your drink, someone is squeezing by the chair with the intention of passing by, say, on your right-hand side. It's a busy place, so you politely try to make some room. As you are moving, he accidentally drops his keys right in your, uh, right at your feet because you're sitting. It's easy for you to bend down slightly and pick them up, pick them up, returning them to you. In those five seconds, you are doing your move while he apologizes for almost hitting you. His partner in crime grabs your bag, purse, uh, phone, usually right there. So victims are distracted just for a few moments, but scammers are ready to operate. So always watch your belongings, put belongings away, never put anything on the table. That's like the biggest thing. Okay, it's so big. 
Um, actually, we got we got time for one more. So the money drop, okay? As you are walking through the vibrant cities, okay, among other tourists, uh, somebody is running fast between you and another person and accidentally drops a wad of few hundred reels, okay? The person beside you sees it as well, okay? He picks, uh, he begins to pick up the money, but because he knows you notice too, offers to share it with you 50-50. You look away, um, or, or you look after the money, or the owner of the money, and he is long gone. You take your share of $200 and walk away. Three minutes later, the original owner of the money, along with another couple big guys, of course, taps your shoulder and asks for the amount back, the full amount. As you have only received half, you will need to see the closest ATM to get away without being hurt. Never take the cash from the other tourist. So that's it's definitely an important one. But guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this series. It's just a mini series and we'll be coming back to doing some more of this stuff. But I want to get back to what we know best and that's counterfeit items. And that's going to be the next episode. It's going to be an interesting one. I'm excited for it. And I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.